0: Hello, and welcome to the FireLife Convos podcast. Here at FireLife Church in Irving, Texas, we believe in the pursuit of truth. And one of the best ways that we find truth is to sit down across from our brothers and sisters and have a conversation. That's the purpose of this podcast, the pursuit of truth. In our first episode, Kyle and Pastor Jared sit down and discuss the topic of holiness what it is, why it's important, and how we pursue it. Hello, welcome to the Fire Life Convos podcast. I'm Kyle Patterson, worship pastor here at Fire Life Church in Irving, Texas. In this episode, I am joined by uh, Jared Patterson.
1: I'm a senior leader at FireLife Church,
0: also my brother. If you did not notice by the last names, there is relation. So this is the first uh, of our new podcast called FireLife Convo's. And there's a particular topic that we were talking about recently that I wanted to have a conversation with you about. We've we've mm-hmm. talked about it a couple of times before, and I, and I think it's a really important thing because. I see this as a prevalent potential problem with the church. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of set up where where we're going, I was talking with someone recently, and we were talking about how our churches were going. And as you know, anytime someone asks how your church is going, they're really just asking how many people you, you had there on Sunday. And the offering. And how'd the offering go, right? <laughs> Which for us, we feel is a little ludicrous, right? And it's only a small piece of the puzzle. But I actually had a decent conversation with this person around attendance at church. Mm -hmm. Uh, So as someone who's been in church my entire life, same for you, obviously, we grew up in the same family. And then when we got old enough to make our own decisions, we chose to stay in the church. Mm -hmm. We don't miss church. You know, I can count. Probably if I took my shoes off, my hands and feet, I could count how many times I've missed church on a Sunday in my entire life. So it's really important to me just to kind of set the stage. And right. It's the same for you, obviously. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, not just because you're a pastor, but because like church. we like church, right? <laughs> we, we always have. Our kids like doing it. So the conversation came up. They asked, hey, how was church for you over the holidays? And I said, you know, we actually had some really good services. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some new people there. It was We had good energy. Okay. And, and in that conversation, this person said, well, yeah, last few weeks, we've had terrible crowds. So many people miss church uh, around the holidays. Mm-hmm. And it kind of came across with a negative tone. I don't think that they were being necessarily negative, but it came across like, man, yeah. why don't people show up at church? I said, well, I got a question for you. Were these people just missing church and at home because they were being lazy mm-hmm. or were they spending time with their family because right. people travel on holidays and they're spending time with their family and they were like well i don't think it matters people need to be in church mm-hmm. so i said hey i agree i love being at church i don't like missing church there's so much value to the church mm-hmm. like even with all the flaws right there are so much value to the church it's It's Christ's body. It's an important thing, obviously. Right. But I said, and I don't know if this is the right way to say what I said, and I think we'll hash some of this out here. Mm -hmm. But I said, is not spending time with your family as holy of an act as going to church on a Sunday with your family. From my perspective, this is how I see it is my children are a gift from God. And, right. and for me, I see children as the most amazing gift from God. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> if I'm spending time with my children, it's an act of thanks to God for giving me the gift of children. Right. But then you have this other balance of it is important to stay involved in the local church so what do you think about, so how I said that to this person was spending time with your kids is as holy as going to church on Sunday. What do you What do you think about that?
1: I, I think that, yeah, it can absolutely be true. And uh, I don't think there, we've heard so many sermons and messages yeah. on this specific topic that there is no separation. There's no sacred and secular right. when you're a believer. right? Everything you do as a believer is sacred. You punch the clock at work you, work. you work hard. You do a good job for your boss and your company. It's worship unto the Lord. Being a good husband, being a good father, mm-hmm. it's also worship unto the Lord. So it is a holy act. Right. And so, yeah, I, I agree, especially that time of year when you see family that is you don't see very often. Right. You should make time for them. It's telling them that you're vital and important sure. to me. And it's, it's not saying your church isn't important. It's saying sure. this is a holy thing that I need to pour my attention and affection into.
0: Right. The, the relationship <clears throat> right. is a holy thing, right? Yes. Like we should view the people in our lives as, as a gift from God and relationship in general as a gift from God. <clears throat> so so here's, here's what I would ask you. What's the balance? Because Mm -hmm. you could see very easily someone using that as an excuse, right? And we've seen this. We've been in the church our whole lives. People we love fall into this, hey, I'm spending time Mm -hmm. with family, right? The, The church being with family, like you said, is as holy of an act as going to church. right? Where where can it go wrong and this is this is what i think makes it challenging because like i said i believe spending time with my sons is holy i feel closer to god honestly when i'm with my boys connecting mm-hmm. with my children maybe than i would in a worship service on sunday because i actually feel the connection of like God that god has with us i really mm-hmm. believe that <clears throat> right but where
1: where does it go wrong it's a big question. Right. Um, I don't think there's one specific way to answer it. I think leaning if we lean that direction then we should take an assessment our whole schedule. You know, we make time for the things that are valuable to us. Right. And I think that comes into play too and I think that's probably the concern of some people that would say, "Well, then what are you doing on Monday night through Saturday night the rest of the week right. with your family?" Right. Right. You should set that time aside for your family and then leave Sunday for church. But I think too, it people mistake church as a as an independent act of worship, right. but it's a family act of worship as well. When you go with your family, you are worshiping in the Lord as a family as well. So um, I, I think it, we would have to look at that. So, <clears throat> from my perspective, I see it as.
0: Uh, a heart posture right? where what you're doing is if your heart is aligned with, with God mm-hmm. and the will of the Father, that's what makes the act of punching the clock at work a, a holy act or an act of worship to God.
1: Can that's I say what, something on that? Yeah. You're punching the clock either way. Right. So you're going to work and punching that clock every day right. no matter what why not do it as worship unto the Lord? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just was thinking of that. like.
0: So how do you, you make it? How, how does it become worship to the Lord? Like I said, I feel it is a posturing yourself as in uh, you're a benevolent God. You've mm-hmm. given me this gift of work, of employment, so that I can take care of the other gifts that you gave me, my right. family, and my well-being. Then my job becomes that act of thanks. Is that how you? Is that yeah, how you and see it's it? a
1: stewardship and thankfulness goes together. So yeah, yeah. when I do something well and I take care of something, it's because I'm thankful for it. And um, I, I think that comes into play if I'm thankful for my work or I'm my work, the level uh, of my work mm-hmm. directly. Comes from my respect for my boss as well. That's true. I think it has a, a connection. That's true. So,
0: where does this lead us next? I I think this is a big topic. Yeah. I, I've said the word holy a bunch of times, like it, it being a holy act. What do you? Why don't you define holiness for us? What do you What do you see holiness as?
1: Okay, so I, I guess before we get into like the definition of holiness, yeah. let's take. Mary and Martha. Yeah, yeah. They invite Jesus to their house, and um, Martha is making sure all the tables are set perfectly and the china is all laid out Mm -hmm. and all the decor and the food's prepped properly, and and Mary is just sitting at Jesus' feet. Right. And Martha's getting frustrated because she's like, I'm doing all the work, and Mary's just sitting here at your feet, and Jesus said something to her. He's like, there are, there are a lot of things that can demand your attention, basically. Um, but Mary has chosen the right thing.
0: Martha, Martha. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you're worried about many things, but she has chosen the right thing, and I will not be taken from her. So did it say that those things she's doing weren't important? No, they were important. Right. But in the moment, being able to discern the more important thing, hmm. I think, is a is the heart posture which makes us connect to holiness. The ability to know in the moment what i need to do right now and that changes a lot which is why we need the lord's voice
0: so it sounds like excuse me from that from the way you describe that it almost sounds like holiness is actually the connection with god yeah is that is that not is that basically what it is right it's it's the act of whatever you're doing, as long as there's a connection with him or you're in where he wants you to be, right in alignment with him, is that is that what holiness is?
1: Yeah, it, even Jesus said, apart from apart from me, Jesus is saying to Jesus, apart from me, you can do nothing right. That's holiness. like it, it means consecrated, set apart. It means morally good and upright. It means those things as well. It means awful. Means full of awe and wonder in the fear of the Lord, yeah. but it also means to be whole, to be one with God, and that's the relationship side of it.
0: Expand on that a little bit, like hmm. how how do you get there?
1: Practice. Is it? I think it's practice, like any relationship. It's there are going to be awkward times. Right. You know, as well as we know each other. There are there are moments where we're sitting together and it's kinda like, All right, let's move through this moment or let's work through this thing. And it it's, it takes vulnerability and being willing to to learn and, and be awkward in the moment. I think I think that's a big deal that we all have to be willing to do that with our in our relationship with God. Yeah. And it changes over life. So, yeah. I'm not
0: going to lie. When I hear vulnerability now, get my, sick of it.
1: <laughs> my eyes glaze over because
0: we've been, <laughs> at work, we talk about this Brene Brown stuff all the time. Which is great. It's, it's great. Re, it's really good, but it's to the point where it's overkill. So, you lost me at vulnerability.
1: <laughs> Just, let's be
0: honest. <laughs> I think most of us
1: don't know how to be vulnerable and let I people so. see every side of us. Right. Like, we think it's it's hypocritical for for us to. Um, be one thing in private, and so we don't want to show that. We hide that in public. Well, that's sure. actually what the hypocrite is, right? So it's the I think being hypocritical is the antithesis of being holy. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, and it, and it's funny if you think about it, not being transparent with God is absolute foolishness. You can't do it. As if as if He can't see every part of us. Yeah. He sees the parts of us that we don't see. Right. Yeah. yeah. And. And I, I love the delirious song called Investigate. Yeah. It's all about, you know, and, and David made this plea in the Psalms, like wanting God to look deep inside of him in the places yeah. that he couldn't even see. Yeah. And I think for me, like there's no route to holiness without allowing him to investigate. Right. Is that...
1: No, I think that we think holiness means perfect, and it doesn't.
0: We've totally been taught that like, through church,
1: right? Like, no, it's not attached to behavior. Right. Um, even David said, where could I go? I go to the heavens, and there, there. you are, Lord. Yeah. And then as you were saying that, that he knows everything about us, he also knows everything about us in the entirety of our life, and he has access to every one of those moments, every moment. Right. Like It's not like I can do this activity over here and it's segregated from other times i've done this activity he remembers all of it yet he still chooses to be one with us he still chooses to be our friend and uh why would we be afraid of him you know
0: it's it all you us talking about this the for me i've got the word foolishness running through (laughs) my mind because this should be something he's made it so easy yeah Like, he literally, one of the most difficult things about being in a relationship with someone is the getting to know them. Yeah. Right? And over a long period of time, you get the luxury of having that history with them, of getting Mm -hmm. to know them. But most of your conflict happens early on in
1: relationships. why is that? Why do you think that is? Why do I think what? That most of the conflict comes early in a relationship.
0: Well... I think, I mean, that. that's a loaded question. Mm-hmm. I think from my perspective.
1: Because you're fearful.
0: Well, and that's exactly are where I was gonna, going.
1: Are you going to betray me? Are you going to yeah. reject
0: me? What, how, what if they see what I see? Even however little of myself that I really see. Right. What if they see that to whatever depth I let them see and I'm exposed? And they're like, nope. And they say no.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Well, we don't. With God, we have the luxury of Him knowing us fully,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we know that He won't attach any shame to anything that we do. Right, right. He's not going to know something about us that's going to make His cheeks turn red, like blush. Like right. Oh, oh, myself. I can't believe. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe that they did that, or that they've thought that, or they've been that way. He's made this really easy. Yeah. Like, I can't hide anything from him. Mm-hmm. So what's the point in not exposing myself back to yeah. him and giving up of everything? Right. I don't know if I've ever really thought of it that way. Like, he just makes it too easy for us to miss so much on this.
1: Right. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. Like
0: Yeah. So why do why do we miss
1: so much? Is it... Are we too involved in the process? Like, I think so. And I think, you know, shameless plug here, but right. for someone else, so we're not getting paid for this, maybe someday, no. Uh, <laughs> Danny Silk just wrote a book that's right. probably the best I've ever heard on, on that topic of uh, Unpunishable is what it's called. And I haven't even been able to finish the book because I get to a point and I'm like, I, stop have I while. really let God know me? Right. And if I haven't really let God know me, then there's no way I've really let my wife know me or my brother or my Oh, totally. You know, like it's impossible for me to think that I've been vulnerable completely with my wife if I'm just now etching the surface with right. God. So it's really challenged me.
0: With your creator. Yeah, that's yeah. That's a great great way to think about it. And a lot of that goes back to fear. Yeah. Right? We're so fearful of someone finding out man here's the thing like i i really appreciate real people yeah people that will let you see the ugly yeah the fact of the matter is that there's no one on this planet that hasn't thought terrible things (laughs) that hasn't done terrible things yeah right and we still assume that we're worse than our neighbor, right? right? That God's actually going to be—he's not going to be able to handle my filth. And and what it does is our fear actually prevents him from going into the depths. Yeah, right. When he investigates us and he gets to know us, he doesn't—he's not there for information. Yeah. yeah, he's there to actually get in those dark crevices and those canyons in actually clean them out so
1: that those things can become like him
0: exactly it's all about him yeah. occupying that space yeah right yeah. he wants to come in into those dark corners and occupy it with his light right? right he wants to expose the darkness
1: and instead of withdraw from us come closer to us it's the exactly. opposite of what we think right and when he does it because probably you there listening to the podcast you as well mm-hmm. kyle like we've had those moments where we felt hideous totally i think of kramer on seinfeld I was like look away i'm hideous, <laughs> I'm hideous. <laughs> you know I, I i see that and then it's always back to seinfeld with it you. is man showing my age <laughs> then he comes closer in those moments and we're like right. you almost want to reject that closeness at first like oh no why and then you give into it and you're like i want this forever right you know and uh, i think that's what he wants our relationship with him to be like And that's not all going to be rainbows and unicorns but sure we can have a closeness with him if we would just be brave be brave what
0: is it what does it look what is bravery to you right so i think there's a few ways you can look at this Mm -hmm. someone that'll step out and take a bullet for someone right that's bravery so what is what is bravery
1: hmm bravery courage um
0: it's kind of a side note. I know it's a little off topic, well, but
1: we're we're talking about relationally. So, uh, right, I, I think that being me wherever right. I go is brave, not hiding. Yeah, was having a conversation with someone today, and how there are still areas and ways that I hide myself from people. For sure, not hide things from people, but I hide me, right? Where I withdraw, and uh, I don't. I think God wants us to be more courageous. And, um, I mean, first of all, if there is something ugly in me and I am not with people and I don't let that thing come out, then I'm never corrected either. Yeah, that's true. Like I never know how annoying that thing is if I don't, <laughs> if you don't have, do it. <laughs> yes. And this isn't a, a license to just go be an idiot, but it's, it's grace to take that step. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me.
0: Totally. We, um, That's good. It, so one of the things that I was thinking about the other day, actually, is whenever Adam and Eve sinned, right? The first two people that screwed mm-hmm. this up for the rest of us, right? right? What is the first thing that they did after they sinned, right? They were aware. Mm-hmm. And what did they do? Yeah, uh, they, they hid. They covered themselves. Yeah. They fashioned clothes or In whatever. the best way they f- Saw fit. Exactly. Yeah. And they hid themselves. Right. Right. That was the beginning of fear. Yeah. Right. If humanity was introduced to fear in that moment where now God is going to know me. Oh, I have no. to hide. I know that you know. I know that you know. <laughs> exactly. So you have to hide. So literally fear was one of the first sins introduced.
1: Oh, I think it is it is the biggest of all sin. Yeah. Well, and why is that? Because it's the opposite of love. And if God is love... There's no fear and love, yeah. Then if God is love, then evil has to be fear. Yeah. It just has to be. Because fear causes people to do crazy things. Yeah. And it's self-preservation, which is what Danny talks about in his book, the... Uh-huh. The covering ourselves and the self-preservation side of fear but fear causes us to withdraw fear causes people to to get into addictions and bondage and in yeah. abusive relationships and shame shame guilt. guilt all of it is fear-based like if perfect love drives out all fear then chris valentin said this and i don't have a problem quoting people It just like it comes to mind yeah he, totally he said fear has become the most acceptable sin in the church. Absolutely. And it's the most detrimental sin. It's way worse than fill-in-the-blank sin because all sin comes from the root of fear in some way.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely true. And I just think, how many people have we known that are dynamite people, amazing people Mm -hmm. that got scared, right? And and blew it. Like... Obviously, I'm not writing people off. Like there's redemption for everyone, but yeah. scared people, you know, do a lot of crazy things. Yeah. It's really sad, actually. Yeah. It's sad. And our world's full of scared people yeah. that have sabotage relationships, that have sabotage. And I think that's exactly what it does. It's you're putting your um I don't know, you're believing in the wrong thing. Right. I I've heard it put that way. Like fear right. is belief in the wrong thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's the, the belief that I can even protect myself. Right. And back to your buzzword that sends you into a coma no, vulnerability. You, you you can't be vulnerable. Yeah. If if you're fearful. That's true. It just doesn't work. And uh, yeah. No,
0: yeah, you can't they can't live in the same house. Vulnerability no. and fear can't be in the same place. No. And in order to have a relationship with someone, you you have to be you have to be vulnerable be,
1: because you can't have love. How do I say it like this? So, love if for you and I to have a real relationship where we love one another. Yeah. I have to let you close enough to where you could hurt me totally. And if I don't let you close enough to where you can hurt me, we don't have a real relationship. Right. I don't want you to hurt me and i don't want to hurt you sure but if i don't give you room in my heart to where you could actually affect me then we don't have a real friendship or brotherhood or whatever right and i think that that's a big issue in in the world in church culture as well sure like if if you're getting too close to where you can hurt me yeah. I'm gonna cut this off, or I'm gonna go somewhere else, or i'm going to i'm gonna go an inch deep with everyone, yep, and never really get deep with any one person or a few people
0: and what and what do you do in that situation so uh i you talked about this recently in a sermon is building defenses will yeah. absolutely keep pain from you, but it'll also keep all the good stuff away That's from true. you as yeah. well, yeah, right if you're an inch deep with everyone, yeah, yeah, they may not be able to hurt you. But but you are also, you're going to be lonely and you're not going to get the benefits yeah. of that. Yeah. So we got, we got down this fear rabbit trail, which I think is really, really good. Yeah. Um, I wanted to bring it back to holiness is kind of, kind of how we started this. And I wanted to get into where, where this can go wrong. And we had a conversation recently, which kind of spurred the idea to just have this podcast in general,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where, it goes wrong when we when we are part of the equation of determining whether something is holy or not.
1: Right. Yeah. I think I think in in that conversation we came we discussed what holiness was, consecrated, said right. all those things being whole, complete, mature, yeah. one with God in relationship, in right relationship with God, upright. Um, and then the question: so if that's what holiness is then who gets to judge what's holiness? And Jesus, the moment that I think that I have the right or the authority or the perspective to weigh my holiness, my motives, my actions on a scale is the moment I have become foolish and lawless. Right. Because I don't have a right to take the scales out and weigh anything I do. Right. He's... He's the judge. He He's is. the one with the scales.
0: It's not for us to... Right. We have no participation in the matter.
1: I even think I've said it like this, and I think I really believe this. I don't think that it's appropriate for us to even search our own hearts. Right. To find if there's anything wicked in us. Because who and are we to, to How would I that? know if I saw it? Right. But the Bible says... And David prayed it. He says, search me, oh God. Right. You search. Yeah. Tell me what you find. Right. Turn over every rock, Go to every corner. You know, Mandy and I pray this prayer all the time. Mm-hmm. I pray it every day. God, nothing, <laughs> nothing's off limits with me. Right. Uh, I will be brave. You can bring anything up with me. We can deal with anything. I'll go there with you. And that's how David prayed it. And I grew up in church where a lot of my prayer time probably was me looking for the bad to confess it to God. Right. Instead of me saying, God, you find what needs addressed and bring it to the conversation table. Yes. And whatever you bring up, I'll go there with you. Then you confess it. And then it. we'll go on. Then I'll confess it. We do it backwards. Yes. We
0: absolutely do. So introspection is... Yeah. A, there's good introspection, right? It's it's good self-aware. to always. You, you, I people that are not self-aware yeah. drive me more crazy than anyone, right? Because I, I was like, man, just have some awareness, right? But the danger, and this is where I I fall into this absolutely, is I feel like I have my head on pretty straight, and I can identify pretty well when I'm wrong on something, right? But what I'm doing is I'm saying that I'm the judge and I can identify it. Right. And then we do it backwards. I identify this thing and I'm like, God, I want you to take this thing away. Right. Right. Sometimes there's going to be things that are wildly obvious. Right. That we need to do that. Yeah.
1: We just created a huge mess. And exactly. Absolutely.
0: Yes. And we should clean it up. Right. But we do it backwards. Mm -hmm. The first thing, whenever, uh, a detective, right, is on a trial. What happens first? You don't go to the judgment first. You go to the investigation. investigation. That's good, call. So you start with the investigation, yeah. and then that's when the confession comes after the investigation. Right. right what happens when they catch these guys on whatever 48 out, first 48 or whatever they are? cops. <laughs> the cops. They, uh, they catch them, they do their investigation. They start feeding them information, and these guys are like, yeah, this is what happened, right? And then you get the confession. Right. The confession comes after the investigation, and that's where I—fearful I, uh, is not the right word, but that's where I've been nervous for the church because I there is so much self-help stuff out there. Oh, yeah. So much of it's so good. Like, yeah. I love self-help books and things like that, but what it does is it's taking— things that god is supposed to do right taken holy spirit out of the equation it's taken holy spirit out of the equation right and it's put it in our hands like we've become the the third part of the trinity in our in our minds yeah and that's that's dangerous it is it's
1: sin i mean it's the ananias and sapphira absolutely like oh well we'll just withhold some of this sell of our property no one will even know no one knows well who who says you get the right to make that decision right if you're part of a community that's going this direction after God, yeah. and you want to look like that community, but secretly with your spouse create a different plan and withhold. Totally. You've taken Holy Spirit out yeah. of the equation. It's dangerous. And you want to live in the benefits of being in that community, right. yet you're
0: you're holding something back.
1: Yeah. And that's what it comes from. The yeah.
0: I haven't I haven't <clears throat> I haven't really thought of it that way, of the doing things out of order. Yeah. Because uh, what do you, what do we do and what do we learn when we were trying to lead people to the Lord when we were kids? A B C yeah, what is it? Well, oh exactly Ro- yeah Except, accept, believe, believe, confess. confess. right right well, that's insane, <laughs> right? right when you believe in Jesus, he hasn't even had the time to do the investigation, right, right? and I, I think it's dangerous to introduce someone to Christ and say immediately. You got to confess all this stuff. There's, yeah, there's there's some of that that has to happen. Right. But we have to allow God to look into people's lives. Well, I
1: even think that you know there's been such a shift in me um, in the last probably five to ten years. Being married to to Mandy, my wife, uh, she's very relational, mm-hmm. and whereas I was a kind, I'm kind of a lone wolf. I'm pretty much a self starter, so I don't really need a whole lot of feedback. Right. Like if I'm out of line, I'll I'll figure it out and I'll fix it. You know, yeah. I, I don't need a lot of pats on the back because my reward is checking the box that I did a task. You know, I'm kind of that list. Way. But if we do Christianity that way, then we're missing out on the second part of that equation. He said to love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. So then right. he brought us into community
0: mm-hmm.
1: where the joy, there's a joy to us discovering The boundaries of our new life in community that we take away right by saying confess all this stuff deal with this fix all this by yourself so that you're presentable for the community and no i think it's come join the community then figure out what wholeness looks like which is scary for the religious world mindset seems backwards yeah because you're like well people are going to create messes yeah yes we are yeah but we have to teach people, creating messes is not a sin. Right. Not cleaning them up is the sin and not learning from it. So um, I, I think along those lines, you're talking about the confession and dealing with all that is, is such a private thing. Sure. But salvation is not a private thing. You've been it's brought into a family. Right. And you get to grow in that family. All the warts, all the stuff can come out, but it right. comes out in community.
0: What? So, I think this is a good good place to kind of wrap this up a little yeah. bit and conclude. I think we went we went down a route that I wasn't expecting actually yeah, because yeah. whenever i I talk about holiness and the idea of it, it feels really personal, right? Mm-hmm. It feels like this is something that me and God have to figure out together which there's an element of that yeah it's half of it it's half of it but yeah. it is the love your neighbor as yourself it like has to. you bring in your brothers and sisters because
1: it,
0: it's completely necessary yeah. we were actually created like God himself is a communal right yeah. he yeah. he he wants community yeah. that's the whole purpose that we were created So if God wanted us for community, Mm -hmm. that's the whole purpose we were created, then that is part of the purpose of our existence.
1: Yeah, and you can't be whole by yourself. You can't. It's like he says he puts us in a family. Right. Then he says he gave gave us and made us the body of Christ where we all are a specific part of the body that's valuable to the rest of the body. We're not all the same which means I need you and you need me to be whole. Totally. Otherwise, we got a bunch of arms and legs separated and yep. and or a bunch of people that are prophetic over here and a bunch of people that are pastoral. No, right. he brought us in fitly, it says, fitly joined us together so that we could be healthy and whole. And then in Hebrews 11, it says it's going down the hall of faith. And it yep. lists all these people and these great men and women of God And it says, all of them died not receiving the fullness of their promise. And then it says, only through us finishing the race do they get their full reward, which is why the next chapter goes, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us run. It's because together as the body, we become really whole. Now, I can become whole, but true wholeness has to be known in the context of the body of Christ as well, not off by myself. Mm. That's good.
0: <laughs> that's a whole other topic. I know it is. That's amazing. I, I we, we can end with this. When you were talking about that, it made me think about another conversation we had a few weeks ago, where we both, you know, you have three kids now, I have two. Right. Well, after the first one, a very common fear yeah. is that how on earth am I going to love someone else as much yeah. as I love this this little guy? Yeah, and then your second kid comes right or your third and you create a whole new capacity to love yeah it's not like there was this bucket right and the first kid filled it up and then the next one gets dumped into the same bucket and some of each of them spills out right right your bucket just gets bigger yes and that is god intentionally created us that way Mm -hmm. so that the bigger our community gets the greater capacity that we actually have to love yes and that's the entire purpose of our existence. Yes, absolutely. Is to grow, to put it. grow our love bucket.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't logically make sense because we we love in measure, right? We laugh in measure, we work in measure, but God's measureless. Totally. So He fills things and continues to fill it. So I know right now if we decided, if Mandy and I decided to go out and adopt a little girl or two yep. two little girls and we would find the love totally just spring out from our hearts and we would have plenty of love to go around. Yeah. It's the same way with the body of Christ like God is father, he's papa. Right. And he has a big family. Yeah. And he never lets any of us feel like the orphan or feel like the stepchild. Exactly. So if we're more like him then our love will expand. And I think that's part of the wholeness, the holiness. I think that's all right. connected. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah.
0: Well, this was a great conversation. Yeah, I was. was. Obviously, fun. you're my brother. I like talking to you. So yeah. this was great. Um, so we'll wrap it up. Thank you all for listening. Um, we hope you enjoyed it and you really got something out of it. I know I did myself.
1: Yeah. Can I just say a quick prayer? Yeah, just, totally. Father, I just thank you for those that are listening now. and I thank you uh, for their willingness and their love for you, their willingness to serve you and pursue you. I pray that you would bless them. I pray that they would find the fullness uh, that you have set for them, the greatness that you have. Father, I pray that you would increase their community, yeah. increase their connections with one another. I pray that we all would become holy as you are holy. And uh, God, I just ask that you would bless everyone in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We'll
0: see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Firelife Convos podcast. For more information on Firelife Church in Irving, Texas, please visit wearefirelife.org.